The advice and informational content does not necessarily represent the views of Mother's Market and Kitchen. Mother's recommends consulting your health professional for your personal medical condition. Hello, I'm Kimberly King, and welcome to the Mother's Market Podcast, a show dedicated to the truth, beauty, and goodness of the human condition. On today's episode, as we age, it's important to keep our bodies in motion and to find the right kind of exercise for our aging muscles. Listen closely to find out ways you can keep in shape, even if you have some degenerative conditions. But first up, Anne Margaret Tovar is a wellness coordinator at St. Jude's Wellness Center. She has her master's degree in kinesiology with an emphasis in gerokinesiology and motor behavior. She is a certified balance and mobility specialist and certified to teach silver sneakers and at the arthritis foundation classes and has taught dance for about 18 years and enjoys the opportunity to speak with an amazing population that allows her to share her knowledge of balance and mobility when Anne is not teaching, she enjoys yoga, walking, resistance training, and golf. And we welcome you to the Mother's Market Podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Thanks for being here. Why don't you fill our audience in a little bit on your mission and your work before we get to today's show topic? Well, um, so the work that I do for the Wellness Center is I work teaching um, older, predominantly older adults or anybody who has a chronic condition. Um, I offer group classes as well as one-on-one instruction. Um, and actually how I got to that is I had started teaching, you mentioned that I had taught dance for 18 years. Um, and one of the things that I really enjoyed doing when I was doing that was through the community centers and I got involved working with the senior tap class. And that translated into working and volunteering for the, for the senior centers. And when I went back to school to finish my degree, I knew that I wanted to work with older adults. Um, Mm -hmm. I had originally started out thinking I was going to be a PE teacher, but Mm -hmm. ended up going a a little bit different direction. (laughs) Doesn't that always happen, right? (laughs) It it really is. And one of the things that I really, really loved about working with kids was that it was all about developmental milestones. But also I noticed that as my mother was aging, that she was starting to lose some of her coordination and some of her strength. And I really wanted to do things. And I really was really interested in helping her make sure that she was able to get the most out of her life and, and, um, and also not in, in turn also help other older adults. And so she's really been, a, she's really been a big inspiration for me to go in this direction because I realized that not only did I want to just help my own mother, I wanted to help other people as well. So it's really (laughs) you are speaking to my heart. I love that. My, my mother suffers from Alzheimer's and she has declined considerably. So you, when you can give back like that and people really don't always necessarily think ahead. So, so bless you for what you do. I think that's amazing. Uh, today we are talking about fitness and wellness for degenerative or for those kinds of conditions and seniors, as you mentioned as well. Uh, But I, I wanted to find out, uh, you're a personal trainer, but I also see from your job description that you do more than that. And you kind of talked about it a little bit, but you know, what kinds of personal training are offered at the St. Jude's Wellness Center? Well, we offer a lot of different um, types of personal training. We offer, you know, that can be specialized for the first thing you want to do is you want to make sure that um, you know, any limitations that um, somebody might come in with or any um, movements that somebody may happen to avoid because of a past injury, or maybe like you said, they have a degenerative condition or something that's progressing, 
or they're trying to recover from injury. Um, so mm-hmm. we create those are we kind of consider this population special populations and and basically it means they need specific interventions chosen for them so that we can combat a specific thing. And um, we use a lot of evidence-based intervention in our stuff. So we in our in our in our training. So um, that's kind of what we we focus towards. Um, so the chronic conditions we kind of work with are, you know, can be something like it's imbalance impairment, mm-hmm. or maybe somebody has arthritis or osteoporosis or MS. So there's a lot of different um, there's a lot of different types of uh, conditions that someone can have, and it can be something very mild. Um, it could be that they're post rehab; they've just completed physical therapy and they're not quite ready to go back and work out on their own in the gym. Or it could be something where we have to provide an alternative um, form of exercise because maybe land-based exercise is not appropriate for them. So that's the type of client that we, that types of personal training that we do offer um, in at the wellness center. Can you talk a little bit about um, more into depth what kinds of clients you work with and train? Sure. So the types of clients that we work with, again, as I told you, there would be somebody who comes in with a chronic condition. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they're a lot of times they're referred by their doctor and they want them to be not just working out, but they think that maybe they need some sort of form of supervision or maybe some ad- advanced techniques in regards to that. So not quite somebody who's trying to do physical therapy because we certainly do encounter people that might not be ready for us that we refer to physical therapy. But this is for the person that maybe they are sedentary and they haven't been back to exercise or maybe they've tried exercising and then they've they've injured themselves. And so we want to make sure that they, they're getting more supervision and more instruction. Somebody who might be returning to exercise or new to exercise. Um, again, it could be somebody who's experiencing changes in their life um, where they're seeing decline in strength or maybe a decline in endurance or even balance. And so we all try to offer those things that um, really impact those in a positive, that those types of things in a positive way. It could also mm-hmm. be somebody who's experiencing, maybe they've broken a bone and they found out they've got osteoporosis and so they're looking for an intervention. So a lot of our stuff is intervention-based. So to try to create a positive change to keep them healthy. That's really interesting. Uh, tell me a little bit about, you mentioned the special populations that you're excited about possibly working with in the future. What What is new on your horizon there? So... So new on our horizon. So right now we've been doing a lot of like in the past we've done a lot of um, classes. We've called we and we call them by different names. We've done our balance class, which is the balance for life class, and we have our Parkinson's class, which is let's be big. And um, those two things are what we start actually started out with at the at the um, wellness center, and we do a, a lot of. Um, we do a lot of intervention with that, which they they can go into different levels, and they can also do one on one. So with the Balance for Life class, we basically work on things like center of gravity training, um, which is basically having them more in tune with how they're moving their bodies through space and um, also working on proprioception, knowing where their limbs are, maybe even a walking pattern because maybe they've got a shuffle to their feet. So we work on, we combat different things, whether it has to do with how they're shifting their movement or maybe it's even just something as simple as just being deconditioned with leg strength. We also it, we also challenge the environment to make sure that they're working all their systems of balance because you know there's three systems of balance that work in conjunction to create an environment which you can stand up and so we kind of combat each one of those systems to make sure they're strengthening them for like the let's be big their their um, situation is a little bit different because with um, 
because this is a progressive um, this is a progressive condition, we try to combat some of those things that are more common with common with Parkinson's. Um, so we really kind of focus on um, trying to give them back the ability to move more freely and to move more safely. And it, so we use a lot of different um, interventions throughout to try to create a really well-rounded program for them. Um, one of the things that we did actually that was really new for us this year is obviously because we do have the pandemic and there is, you know, with COVID, we had, we got the opportunity to work in conjunction with our physical therapy department to create a COVID recovery program um, where the physical therapists are taking them pre post-recovery or post-COVID and working on a wellness plan for them to gain strength and be able to you know, really it's more of a physical therapy type thing where they're offering them, you know, breath work and, and endurance. Then once they're ready, we have our post-COVID recovery program, which is online and they can do virtually just to continue those gains that they make with the physical therapist one-on-one. -on -one. Um, we also have our arthritis foundation. And what's really great about the arthritis foundation classes is that we have two types. We have like a full body class in which um, we work on all areas of the body. But then we also have a focused exercise class for people who have specifically um, knee osteoarthritis. And what we gain there is we try to increase mobility, reduce pain, build strength, and also maybe um, reduce the, the, the need for having that knee replacement or maybe even recovering from that knee replacement. For our osteoporosis group, we have the bone builders, which... Um, really focuses on using resistance training to help um, to help stimulate bone growth. So um, so we have groups that come in that do that. Now, right now, our, um, it's mostly one-on-one -on -one or, or maybe up to two to three people maximum. Um, but anybody who's coming in at this moment, anybody coming into our, our, um, our facility, you know, is give, receiving specific intervention. So it's not just a general fitness facility at all. It's really specialized on um, creating intervention. Um, we also do have the people who come in for, for weight management that are looking mm -hmm. to um, be at a healthy weight. And we also offer all, you know, it, 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 it can be very um, encompassing of a whole person wellness in which we also provide um, not just meditation, but also things like we also have, um, you. I'm sure you did your interview with Megan to get the, to get the cooking involved and and the and the you know the correct diet involved, um, really we we've done a lot of things with the post pain program. We do a post pain program in which our pain program refers people to us to continue doing exercise. We've been it's really great because we've had some really wonderful success for stories that really warmed my heart of people who started out um, barely able to move. And they've moved on to other classes and now they're doing, you know, they're able to do personal training and they've really, really taken a handle and taken back their lives. And that's really such a wonderful, wonderful situation. And we try to offer things for every level. We have our post-pool therapy program, um, which we mentioned that sometimes land-based exercise is not appropriate for everyone. And even in the physical therapy department, that's, that's true as well. And so those folks, they might take them into a pool because it makes them more buoyant and it's less impactful to their to their joints. And so there's less pain. And we're able to offer a post uh, post pool program 
in which they can take those exercises they've learned um, from the physical therapist and continue to do them independently under the watchful eye of one of our um, specialized trainers. So that's all. That's a little bit about our. our that's a little bit why we why we call it special populations, because as you can see, all of those things are very very specific. You know. You know, and just listening to you discuss, you know, going into all these different categories, I, I think it's amazing. People kind of forget that, uh, especially in a situation where there's Alzheimer's or elderly, it is a muscle that you have to kind of really remember how to use that. My mom, for instance, is kind of shuffling backward a little bit because um, if you don't use it, you lose it. And it's, you know, you kind of really have to keep a hold of them, but you don't really necessarily think about that. Uh, on a daily basis, you do. Uh, but I think that's wonderful that you're there with these exercises. And, and it's really true about what you say about using it or losing it, because it really doesn't take very long um, to to lose those gains or mm -hmm. to get into a situation. Your body, if you stop moving your body, your body becomes accustomed to that. Um, yeah. I can share my own experience with my mother that um, she was, she had received, she had did suffer a, um, uh, uh, an injury and she was laid up in um, she was laid up for four days and that translated to her having to receive physical therapy for like almost a month because wow. of just four days of being sedentary so yeah. really people don't you know really being sedentary or not moving is you know can really impact something somebody and and this was a situation where she wasn't able to move at all for a period of a period wow. of time and it really took its toll on her now um you know, I mean, maybe it's a little bit different. I mean, I, I know when I got sick a few years back, I was I was out of work for a week. But boy, when I went back, it, I'm telling you, it took me a good three weeks to get back into moving. Yeah. My body was pretty happy to stay still and not do anything, you know. <laughs> Especially when you have somebody waiting on you, right? It's, it's easy to, <laughs> to kind of really just relax and... And, and it really is. And the thing is, is like as we age and as we experiencing change in our bodies and maybe we start realizing that maybe maybe we feel like we can't do as much. Maybe we don't feel safe in doing some of the things that we used to do. We stop doing them. And then yeah. when we stop doing them and we do less, we can do less. So the That's idea is not to change it all today. It's about moving more, a little more often. Mm -hmm. I love that. What about if you're home, um, like we all are right now, especially here in California, but what, are there any household items that we can incorporate with working out or keeping moving and all of that? You know, there really are. I mean, there really are. And there's, and it, and it doesn't matter what condition you have. There's always something. I mean, I, I'm sure we've all seen the, the, the items online, but for those of people who haven't, you know, you can do simple, simple things. If you're a beginning exerciser, you know, maybe in part of our senior population, you can do things like two soup cans can can be used as, mm. as instead of a dumbbell or even two water bottles. Water bottles can be great because they're, they have their nice, soft, compliant surface that you can grip. Um, mm -hmm. You know, let's say you're or let's say you're looking for something that's a little bit heavier. You know, you could always, you know, you can always use a laundry detergent bottle as a kettlebell. Um, mm -hmm. You know, obviously it's not super comfortable with the vertical handle, but you know what? If you take a pillowcase and you slide it through and you hold on to both sides, now you've got a kettlebell. Oh, Very wow. comfortable kettlebell. Yeah, that's a really good tip right there. Yeah, for things it to is. And most people don't think about that. I've seen people in my virtual classes that I see them using a kettlebell. I'm like, okay, <laughs> grab whatever you got, a pillowcase, a sock. I don't care. Throw something in there. Make it more comfortable. 
you know, oh. you can also use, you know, there's also a lot of things you can use for, um, you know, to do like leg exercises. If you like we in our classes, we do uh, an exercise in which we we um, squeeze a ball. Now, most of us think, oh, you have a ball. But what if you don't? What could you do? Well, if you took a couch pillow and you folded it Ooh. in a corner, now you've got a perfectly cushy something that provides resistance for you to do some hip abduction. And I mean, in, in all of these exercises that all of these things that you can use, you can use them in a standing position or a sitting position, obviously not the, the pillow squeeze, but you know, if you're going to use your, your hand weights, you can use them sitting down or standing up. There's a lot of things. I mean, I've seen other people say to use a couch cushion as a BOSU. I don't know that I recommend that. Um, <laughs> you know, especially, especially guys, if you want your, um, your wife not to be mad at you, I probably wouldn't put my shoe on that. Um, right. there's, there's other things you can do that maybe you don't think about. I mean, you could use a bicep, uh, you, you can do a tricep strength exercise with a bicycle pump. You know, there's a lot yeah. of things that you can do. Wow. Um, if you, yes, if you need to stretch, let's say you need to stretch and you need to use a stretch strap and you don't have a yoga strap, you know, your towel, a bath towel works really great. Maybe hmm. you're used to having all of those really nice, um, you know, foam rollers from your Pilates class, you know, you take two bath towels lengthwise and roll them. And now you've got at least some sort of um, some sort of support that you can lay on your spine if you're trying to do your spinal correcting exercises. Um, if you're trying to do if you don't have a slider, you could take something like uh, if you've got smooth floors, you could take a microfiber towel and, you know, you know, put your plates, get into a plank and, and run your feet right, you know, back and forth in a push-up position. I mean, that'll get you tired. Or wow. maybe you're not ready for that and you just want to do some gentle exercises and grab a paper plate, put it under your shoe and slide it forward and back. If you've got knee arthritis, that'll help you, you know, for resurfacing exercises. So there's a lot we do. There's a wow. lot I do. And I know this because we do a lot of online classes. Yeah, <laughs> so, no, I think this is fantastic. Great, great information. Um, we have to take a quick break right now. So more in just a moment with Anne Margaret Tovar. Thank you so much. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Looking for healthier snack options? Mother's Market sources organic and non-GMO small batch, high quality, great tasting nuts, dried fruits, snacks, and candy. The goal? To provide you the highest in quality snacks while also offering high nutritional value. Fan favorites include non-GMO peanut butter pretzel bites, organic dried mango slices, and organic dark chocolate peanut clusters. Stop into your local Mother's Market today to explore all the varieties and pick some up to try for yourself. Let's talk menstruation, perimenopause, menopause, and postmenopause. These shouldn't be taboo topics. They're the normal life phases we move through as women. And Solaray delivers support every step of the way with Her Life Stages. The first of its kind comprehensive new supplement line offers doctor formulated solutions at each stage with clinically backed ingredients you can count on. Own the stage. Buy Solaray at Mother's Market today. Welcome back to the Mother's Market Podcast. And we want to remind you that if you missed any portion of today's show, you can find us on iTunes by searching Mother's Market or download the show from our website, mothersmarket.com. Click the link for podcast and listen to past shows. Plus, download our healthy recipes and money savings coupons, all available at mothersmarket.com. 
And now back to our interview with Anne-Margaret Tovar. And we're talking about fitness and wellness for the degenerative, degenerative conditions, pardon me. And so uh, this has been really interesting, Anne-Margaret. And it's also great to know, you know, what, what lies ahead with our seniors. But beyond seniors, let's talk a little bit about the less big group that uh, exercises for Parkinson's disease and how they're different from any other fitness group. Let's get into that a little bit. Okay. So, um, so with Parkinson's, one of the things that we, we there's several things that we, we, we focus on. Um, we focus on, they, they normally people with Parkinson's can experience rigidity in, in any of their joints. Um, they can, so rigidity is they move, they basically lose their ability to move big. Everything seems to be very diminished and very closed in, or they don't move as they won't move as freely as they should. Also, when they do move, um, it, there, it tends to their movements tend to slow down. So it's their which we refer to as bradykinesia. Mm-hmm. There's also because of the inability to move um, in any significant um, size and that slow movements. There's also seems to be a, there's also a lack of strength. So that impacts their strength and their overall muscle tone. Um, so basically, their gross motor skills you know, basically their gross motor skills. So that's a big thing that we do as well as their fine motor skills. Um, Also along with losing their ability to move in a bigger manner, they also um, tend to have a diminished um, vocalization. So, um, So the exercises that we do are all about, I always tell my clients, take up as much real estate as you possibly can for every movement. So we talk about extending, extending our fingers, extending our arms. So really extension type of movements is really important to do um, with with Parkinson's um, clients, as well as making sure that we also increase the strength. So once we've got our big movements working and our joints are moving and we are able to build some strength with the, in the legs and the arms, then we can combine both of those things and try to increase speed and improve, and, and improve um, power. So power is a really big, important thing that we do. So with big ballistic movements um, in full extension. So we have a lot of exercises that we do and that we call out the numbers. And so we'll give different numbers. Um, we have this one um, exercise that we do that we touch from floor to ceiling, but during our exercise, we are, are spelling out power. So we're spelling out P-O-W-E-R. And mm. they, that re- they really encourages them and they do it as a group. And it really encourages them, I think, to utilize their voice. Now, we do also do things. Um, we, we try to utilize the we you take our Let's Be Big group and we try to use the best practices out there. Um, so we utilize things from Les Silverman's voice training, which is otherwise known as Big and Loud. <laughs> Um, PWR, which is Parkinson's Wellness Recovery. Um, out of Ohio, we use interventions from um, Best Parkinson's Program. We use things from, you know, boxing seems to be a really big thing that they have, the Rock and Steady. So we try to utilize things with boxing. So really, it's there's been bike interventions. We try to get them on the bikes when we can. Now, obviously, it's a little bit different at home, but we try to do as much as we can and as much variety as we can because really... There's no one, there's no one perfect exercise to combat any of these things. So there's a little bit different because we're specifically working on combating those things. Now, although as we age, other people might experience rigidity, slow movements, it just seems to be specific to this group that, you know, 
they kind of tend to come all at once or sometimes mm. only one time. So it, it's just, it's the culmination of different things. Now, I always tell the spouses of my clients, you should be doing these exercises too, because they really are kind of good for the entire, for everybody, but they're definitely very important to the specific mm. population. So you're not just going to go ahead and throw cardio into there. You're going to, although you do want to have that, right? You're focusing, focusing specifically on things that tend to plague this particular, um, this particular population. Well, you know, and it's funny when you were talking about the P O W E R, I kept thinking of the Y M C A dance. Right? Is that sort of what you guys do when you're spelling out power? <laughs> kind of. I mean, it's kind of. <laughs> Um, so one of the things is like I told you, we do best practices. Some of the the names of that, I mean, we I think they're all really great exercises. But some of them, when you're trying to um, teach the clients, you one of the things that can happen with Parkinson's is there tends to be a, there, there there can be a, it can affect the cognitive function and and that it, and affect memory. So what we try to do is we try to create a very rich environment. Um, for them to be able to remember things. And so by re- we rename, we rename a lot of um, exercise. So our power chair is, um, for those people who might be familiar um, with LSVT is the floor to ceiling. So we basically, it's five movements and we basically spell out power. Um, where another movement called side to side um, basically starts with your hand out and goes across the body with your palm up. And we call that bowl of cherries because you're offering someone a bowl of cherries. So it just kind of gives a visual to mm-hmm. what we're going to do. And they, and they know, and they know all of the, the names. So, so we kind of rename some of the exercises instead of just something that was directional, but something more, you know, richer for them to remember. So, yeah, so it's a lot, it's a lot of fun. And oh, sometimes I love that up too. <laughs> <laughs> What about other conditions that should follow specific fitness guidelines rather than join a, a basic exercise class? Um, and it, also, you talked a little bit about that pool program and personal training, but let's talk about other other fitness guidelines. So, okay, so um, I talked about, so I did talk about um, osteoporosis. And so we do a lot of resistance training and the idea is as the muscle becomes stronger it creates more strain on the on the bone which stimulates bone growth but there are certainly what we call contraindications which is like maybe movements that we should avoid so um for like with osteoporosis we need to make sure that we're very careful of what we have them lift towards the front of them because anything even something as minimal as three pounds could cause a spinal fracture Another thing we want to do is we try to avoid movements such as twisting motions because, again, that puts our spine at risk. So there's so there's the exercises that may not be appropriate for a population. Um, and then for somebody who's received a hip replacement, because we might somebody might come in for one type of exercise, but come in with not just that condition. You can have multiple chronic conditions. I know, wouldn't it be nice to be like, okay, you've got arthritis, so you're not going to have anything else. Right. You might have, you might come in for something and have a hip replacement. So there's things we have to be careful about to make sure that you don't hurt yourself again. You know, there's certain movements that PTs and, and orthopedic surgeons want, maybe want somebody with a hip replacement, depending on how they, you know, perform the surgery, maybe want them to avoid. And those might be 
for now, this might be for six months, or this might be, you should really never do this again. And so that's one of the things that we have to think about when we are working with a population. Um, one of the things that we have is we have a balance program. So I can talk about how they are completely different and then how you kind of intersect them. So the balance class, I told you, basically, we're talking about moving, learning how to move through your center of gravity, really being able to tell when your weight is evenly distributed between right and left and front and back. And then maybe maybe you've got also have a, a vestibular issue, which means that you have a hard time telling direction of up when your mm -hmm. head's morning, or maybe you you lose your balance when you're turning your head, um, or maybe you don't do very well because you've got neuropathy, and so if the lights go out, you can't tell. You know, you you can't. You're very unsteady on your feet, and that can happen not just because you're it's late at night and you can't. You can't see. It can happen coming out of a movie theater. Yeah. When you're used to being in dark and it's and it's nice and bright. So so there's the balance program, working on systems of balance. Well, you, we talked about Parkinson's and we talked about how we do these big, powerful movements. Okay, but you know what? Some of those folks come in with balance impairment as well. So it's really hard for us to say, hey, we want you to move big and powerful. That could be very unsafe for somebody who also has balance impairment. So we also incorporate those types of exercises into the Parkinson's program. So, so we have to think about, so with the chronic conditions, you have to think about what other conditions they are because people come in very rarely with just one. Yeah, and that seems to be what you specialize in. You're, you're used to, to knowing how to navigate around that. Um, thank you, I think that's so, it's so interesting. Um, let's talk a little bit about um, what should someone look for in credentials and uh, what questions should people be asking for looking for a specific trainer for some of these conditions that you've discussed? One of the things you want to do is you want to make sure that you're going to someplace that is going to hire people who are going to ask the questions for you. Now, if you're looking to hire somebody independently on your own, you might want to ask about what kind of experience they have and where they have that experience at. Um, because you want to make sure, I'm not saying that somebody newly out of school can't, do, can't be a good trainer um, because many times as part of your education, you are put into those environments where you're being trained to work with specific populations. Um, I know that the Cal State Fullerton group has the Centers for Successful Aging, and, and I know that part of um, many of our instructors come from there, and I know that they have a lot of experience working with older adults there because that's primarily what they're doing, and it is part of their education. But that's not everybody doesn't have that experience. So it depends on if the person that you are wanting to work with has this experience that you need to be able to make sure that you're successful in your journey. Mm -hmm. um, education too, you wanna make sure that somebody has the proper education because there's so many things that you can learn and say, okay, let's learn order of exercise from A to Z, but if you don't know all the, if you don't know the principles behind it, you might implement them incorrectly and you can be a danger to somebody, you know? Absolutely. There's a lot of foundational knowledge that happens in school. So you really want to make sure that you know just not how to do the exercises, but why we're doing and why we're doing those and what other what other things, tools do you need to know in order to make, you know, make that program successful. And also having a good certification. If you wanna if you wanna have somebody, you know, teach you Pilates as an intervention, they probably should have a certification and not just somebody that says, Oh, I work out. Yeah. I work out and I have experience knowing, right. 
And that's very common. That's very common that you'll have somebody who's, you know, really strong and they work out and they think, hey, I can be a trainer. And maybe they can. After the proper education and certifications, they can. Yeah. 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 And all certs are not the same. So you really want to make sure that that um, they come, the certifications are reputable. When we're at um, at the wellness center, we have you have to have a minimum of a bachelor's degree in exercise science. Um, hmm. Most of our all of our trainers right now, our personal trainers have uh, have master's degrees in exercise science. So wow. we're very confident in their ability not just to have foundational knowledge, but that application of that. And and it's and we like it because, like I said, we do evidence based intervention. So there's a very research mindedness and implementation of that at our center. And so it, it's and it's really nice. And I think it creates an environment where we trust. We, we trust our, our trainers to be able to provide a really, you know, a really the safe right. environment. Mm-hmm. And safe too. Absolutely. Well, I, I love that you can absolutely feel your passion and hear your passion about wellness for your clients. And uh, I guess, can I ask you, what is your favorite part of your job? You know, this is really hard to answer because obviously administering <laughs> that intervention, you can tell that I probably really enjoyed that. Um, I, and I do it, but also providing an environment that's fun for our clients, you know, even in person and online, because right now I think that's so important because, you know, people, if they do come, are able to come in to see us for one-on-one intervention, we might be the only person they see. Hmm. And online is, you know, you want to provide that because it's really hard to feel so, to be, to be disconnected from the world and, you want yeah. to at least give them that moment of being able to connect with somebody. But it's also important for me. One of the things I do is making sure that I, when I know that I found the correct activity for someone, maybe somebody wanted to train and do go in the gym and then, and we're like, you know, maybe we should try this instead. And, and then they flourish, you know, yeah. that's the important part is thriving and flourishing and knowing that I've created, you know, the best experience I can for my clients. I think that's probably has to be number one is, knowing that I'm doing my best to provide the best experience for, for our clients at the Wellness Center. Well, your passion drives you. What Last question, what safety protocols are in place for you all at the, the St. Jude Wellness Center? So what we're doing is um, we, we, we obviously are following the CDC guidelines. We're having, um, we're, we're, we have everything separated out. Um, we have a very limited capacity, which is why we're, at this time, we're not having, we don't have any group classes. Everything okay. is, everything is um, um, either personal training, a duet, or a three-person intervention. Um, and that's because we need to stay, we need to stay below 10% capacity. Right. So it's really important us to not go over, to not go over that. But in addition to that, um, we make sure that we space everybody out um, well over the six feet of separation it's we have we probably more like 15 feet in between people um there's a lot of uh if you're training one person or two people it doesn't matter you will have you normally will have gloves on and you're wiping things down um as they're using it um or you're providing a small amount of equipment for each individual person to use um we're doing things like having our, our our air filters that we have running, as well mm-hmm. as our air conditioning system has an air filter in it. Prior to coming in, we are taking temperatures, hand sanitizer on our clients when they come in the door, and we're making sure that we tag them 
we, um, as a, as a center, we're walking around. Everybody comes in through the same entrance in which we take our temperatures and make sure that we're tagged each day to make sure that we're safe. Um, and making sure that we're basically scrubbing everything down, following protocols for wet time. So it's not just like a quick wipe. It's making sure that we're doing exactly everything to hospital standard um, mm -hmm. to keep our clients safe. And of, of course, everybody has to have a mask on and it has to be worn properly over the nose and under the chin. So it's, it's exactly what we're supposed to be doing in line with what our guidelines are from the CDC and the hospital. Good for you. Well, you are doing such great work. Thank you so much for joining us today for your time and some really great advice. We really appreciate your knowledge and we look forward to having you on again in the future. In the meantime, though, please check out the website for Anne Margaret at stjudewellnesscenter.org. And we look forward to your next visit. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Mother's Market podcast and for shopping at Mother's Market. The advice and informational content does not necessarily represent the views of Mother's Market and Kitchen. Mother's recommends consulting your health professional for your personal medical condition.